You're listening to the Homegrown Faith Podcast. I'm Joe Clark, and I'm chatting with my fellow pastor and friend, Richard Sweatman, about God, the Bible, and life lived growing our faith in Jesus. This podcast is coming to you from Hunter Bible Church in Newcastle. Good morning, Joe. How are you doing today? I'm well, thank you, Richard. Yes, doing very well. And I have music in my ears at the moment, like it's just running through my mind. Really? Music in your ears. Tell me more about this. I'm fascinated. Well, I mean, I was recommended the musical Hamilton Mm -hmm. long ago, and I finally got a chance to watch it with a friend over the weekend, and I think I have since played the musical through maybe four or five times. And I was listening to it again <laughs> as I went for a walk this morning and it, it's just so catchy and it's just like music all the way in my head all the time. Anyway, that I is, just couldn't help but tell everyone about it. <laughs> that is so exciting. So this is the thing on like it's Disney Plus or something, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. It's it's rave. It's Everyone's raving about it and it's very much in vogue. But uh, there's a reason. It's um, based essentially it's a two-and-a-half-hour movie Mm-hmm. recording a stage production that was um, done in 2016 in on Broadway mm. of a group of inter like mixed raced actors and actresses mm-hmm. who produced this incredibly high quality historical musical based on this guy called Alexander Hamilton who was one of the founding fathers of the um, American government system yeah. that came out of the civil other in War of Independence from England. Yeah. And it's just, I think the thing I love about it is it's lyrically brilliant. I just could not keep up with the words the first time I watched it. So I had to put subtitles on the second time. But it's also fascinating because it's history. And yeah. um, however much it might be reflective of actual history, I have no idea. But <laughs> it's really well done. And um, the music is also beautiful and quite um it's modern as well and i really find that quite enjoyable so yeah. it's great i've listened to bits and pieces um yeah there's like lyrics about taxation and yeah voting <laughs> and stuff like that isn't it yes and at one point they're having a rap battle but it's a rap battle about the meeting of the cabinet who are debating um a new system of debt <laughs> which you would think is not at all fascinating but the way it's done and the way it's um, the way it's acted and sung is so creative and they're obviously very good at their craft. Yeah. Um, yeah. There would be one thing I didn't like about it yeah. and it's that there's a, there's one storyline, one song moment uh, about a man who's unfaithful to his wife. Yeah. But the way it's portrayed is that um, the woman is the temptress and the man is just, you know, fighting to not succumb. And I just thought, you know, that's, that's such a – so often that's how women have been represented when it mm. comes to a, adultery. Mm. And I, I kind of, it's a bit of a bugbear for me that <laughs> yep. that, cool. that a, a modern musical might not have that balance. And it, it, there is more to the story, but yep. uh, I did find that a bit jarring. Um, <laughs> but, it's it, yeah, it's a great, yeah, there was a bit of, um, for those who might consider going watching it, there was a bit of explicit language and a bit of taking the Lord's name in vain, which always repulses me. Yeah. But it, I find it, I found it very enjoyable. Would recommend it. Oh, that's cool. And it, so, mm. Joe, are you a musical enthusiast? Uh, not, I wouldn't say enthusiast. I would say a, I would be a musical enjoyer. I enjoy them. <laughs> but also sometimes when people burst into song in a movie, I want them to stop. Singing. So. <laughs> I'm not consistent. 
<laughs> have you seen the Monty Python, uh, the Holy Grail? And, and no, I haven't. <laughs> uh, you would love the, one of the scenes in there. Um, it's uh, about um, a third of the way through where there's a, they're having a scene about a um, set in a castle and one of the characters wants to launch into song all the time and the rest of the characters are trying to shut him down. Uh, this is exactly what you are describing. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should look at I mean, sometimes in real life I want to burst into song, but <laughs> I choose not to because it's just not right. Anyway. <laughs> no, don't, don't let me stop you the next time you feel like that's going to happen. Oh, that's very kind, Richard. Mm. Um, anyway, what about you? What have you been up to? Oh, yeah, I thought I would share um, that uh, with our listeners a bit about our my rugby games with my son Andy. Uh, we have played a bit of rugby the last couple of weeks and with the weather cold and a bit wet, uh, it has been particularly fun. So, um, yeah, Andy's 12. He's a very boisterous, boyish guy who loves sport and competition and, and aggression um not very much as a high achieving way more as a fun way and um yeah with covid the soccer season has been cancelled so he's got some pent-up energy and uh so what we've figured out is a game we just call rugby where we go down to the field or sometimes on the beach and uh we just kind of crash into each other with a ball like that sounds um, so good. <laughs> so it's sort of rough rugby league rules, except maybe it's four tackles to a set rather than six. Yeah. And um, we just tap and charge at each other and, like, he'll make a genuine effort to tackle me. And so, like, I'll, I'll go down. <laughs> and, and he'll charge with me with, you know, a, a, uh, sh- with his shoulder or a, the palm out sort of thing. And, and I just kind of bring him down. And we crash into the mud, and it's uh, it's just yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of fun. Um, yeah, very m- muddy and uh, <laughs> kind of random, but uh, <laughs> so is there a scoring system? Oh yeah, he's very big on the scoring. He's keeping he's so four points for a try, two points for a conversion, and which in uh-huh. our case is just putting the ball, holding the ball up, and kicking it roughly towards where you think the. The goal might the be, and be, if, yeah. if it sort of goes over at a reasonable height or whatever, you yeah, you get two points the for that. Yeah, the consensus will say, okay, that was pretty good, two points, mm. or if it was way off, no points for you. Yeah, and I oh, that's I, great. I kind of engineer a close game, which he where he wins in the last five minutes on most. <laughs> oh, do you ever just feel like not engineering the close game and having a bit of a victory fist pumps and you know I, win yeah. or? <laughs> I'm torn. Sometimes I think, oh, you know, for the sake of his character, I should make sure I win one of these times and have that as a learning moment. But uh, that's just not fun. Like, yeah, he gets a bit moody. If he loses. <laughs> not worth it. So I, I go with the parenting fail there and just let him win for the sake of peace and happiness. Oh, that sounds <laughs> Oh, that's lovely. So, uh, yeah, rugby with Andy. It could be on again this weekend. We'll see. Oh, that sounds great. <laughs> um, cool. All right. So what else? Uh, Bible time. What's been going on in Bible reading for you, Joe? Well, um, I spoke about Obadiah. I think it was a fortnight ago. Mm. I can't remember exactly when. Yeah. Um, and I acknowledged that I was wrestling with not really seeing how, not naturally seeing how it it fitted with the our biblical theology of fulfillment in Jesus and then yeah. moving towards the modern reader who's yeah. a Christian. 
And so for those who haven't weren't listening to that podcast, um, Obadiah is a Old Testament prophet, shortest uh, Old Testament prophecy uh, book, mm-hmm. and it's written by a guy called Obadiah to – it's directed to Edom, so not the nation of Israel, not the nation of Judah, but instead another nation, Edom, who's descended from Esau. And so it's it's quite a different book in some ways. But what I've found really interesting, I read it again and again and started looking up some of the key phrases and two things jumped out at me. So the book is split in two from verse 15 onwards. There's It seems to shift focus from Edom to being directed towards um, the people of Israel who the, essentially the remnant, I think, and um, the people who will um, – be God's people for eternity. Yep. And two big ideas jumped out at me. Um, so the one one of them was the day of the Lord yeah. in verse 15. And I don't know why I didn't notice this before, but the day of the Lord is a huge theme in, say, for instance, um, 2 Peter. And so I, I got reading it. It talks about how there's a day of the Lord for the nations in Obadiah. And that that's realized in um, there will be a day of the Lord that has that would happen in the future for these people reading it, hearing the Obadiah's prophecy. Yeah. But there is the day of the Lord that has been that has begun in Jesus' death and um, on the cross, and will be fully um, realized in His return and judgment of everything. Yeah. And so I was like, ah, oh, this is how it fits. There's this idea of ultimately there will be a day of the Lord. Yeah. Um, but the other thing I noticed was Mount Zion in verse seventeen. Yeah. Um, so. But on Mount Zion will be deliverance. It will be holy, and Jacob will possess his inheritance. Mm. And that got me thinking about Isaiah, but also got me thinking about New Testament references to Zion. Mm. And I realized I didn't really know any, and so looked them up. And there's just there's a few the C I lay and Zion say C I lay and Zion a stone. So a quote from the Old Testament mm. that's in Romans. But also um, in Matthew and John, Matthew twenty one verse five, John twelve verse fifteen. Yeah. There's this Peter's daughter Zion. See, your king comes to you gentle and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. So mm. another Old Testament quote, which is said when Jesus enters Jerusalem, this triumphant king. Mm. It just made me realize that when we're, when we're seeing the phrase Mount Zion, we should be picturing the king of Zion, mm. Jesus, and, and having that J- Jerusalem entry into the, temp- into the city, mm. Jesus being the king of that daughter Zion. That's how I've kind of made a connection a bit with Obadiah. And I've really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. I love mm. the way you uh, read over Obadiah multiple times and then go looking around in the New Testament. Uh, mm. Mm. And um, yeah, Mount Zion, for sure. Like uh, that's the holy city and that's where Jesus mm. came to as king. Mm. And you could even take that further, like in his enthronement on Mount yeah. Zion at the cross. Uh which, yeah. which is the point of deliverance ultimately, isn't it? Yes. Which And that deliverance, as you say, that makes me think of the um, verse 21 of Obadiah. It fits exactly with what you just said. Deliverers will go up on Mount Zion uh, to govern the mountains of Esau and the kingdom will be the Lord's. Mm. Um, yeah. I've mentioned to you before, I actually find the, the concept of Zion a bit perplexing because the New Bible Dictionary, which we all know and love as yeah. a great little resource, doesn't have – a, an entry on Zion, and I've wanted to dig into it more. But um, yes, it, so it's one of those things on my list of must think about more, must learn about more. But <laughs> generally, 
generally a bit perplexed yeah, yeah. <laughs> about how to communicate about it. <laughs> yeah, sure. It might have a little sub point in uh, under Jerusalem or something like that. Yeah, that's a good idea. I might go look it up. Yeah. Mm. Oh, anyway. Fantastic. Great yeah. to see Obadiah. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thinking and learning about God. Yeah. It's been good. What about you? You've been listening to a podcast. Uh, yeah. I, I don't think I've shared about podcast listening um, before, but, um, yeah, I came across a really good podcast suggested by another kind of maturity pastor in Sydney, and mm-hmm. um, this, this is called Help Me Teach the Bible, and it's uh, done by a lady called Nancy Guthrie. Now, um, Nancy Guthrie, is she's an American lady. She's a writer. She's a podcaster. She's a speaker. Um, lives in Nashville, and uh, this is a um, podcast with the Gospel Coalition that is really, the, the point of it is captured in its uh, in its title, Help Me Teach the Bible. And uh, Nancy's great. She's just interviews lots of different people and asks them, help me teach the Bible on a particular book or mm. uh, mostly particular books, but also a few themes she will do as well. And... Um, so she's looking at, you know, different, she's either writing Bible studies or she's at women's conferences or she's trying to encourage people with their kids' ministry. It's not f- focused particularly on preachers. It, really anyone who's in a Bible teaching uh, role would benefit from it. And, mm. uh, yeah, I was li- just most recently listened to the one um, on Hosea um, since we're doing that in, in our small groups. And mm. uh, she interviewed this Scottish guy who works in the USA called David Murray um, and uh, he had, had was sharing just insights from Hosea, how it pointed to Jesus. Um, and uh, what came across in that conversation was that they both had a genuine love of the Bible, mm-hmm. uh, a genuine love of biblical theology and uh, avoiding moralism and seeing how it unfolded and pointing to Jesus. Um, and we're just kind of mutually encouraging each other with insights and ideas on teaching the book of Hosea. And uh, so um, I'm excited to find this. That is a great resource because it's sometimes great to just be able to bounce the ideas around about a book or about a a topic you might be teaching from a passage. Mm. And to have that, hear it as a discussion as well, that would be quite interesting because so often we would just read things about when we're teaching the Bible. Um, yeah, yeah. Hmm. So it's not, you're not reading something, it's not a lecture. Um, mm. it's a chat and um, another thing I love is it's actually she interviews a lot of um, uh, air quotes friends of ours like um, <laughs> oh, great. people you would have heard of like Christopher Ash or yeah. Sam Albury or Philip Jensen um, even one of my college buddies Peter Orr who's now a lecturer at Moore College she interviewed yes. for one um, as well as the other people she's interviewing like this guy David Murray I, I didn't know but it was great to meet him, and now I'm thinking, oh, his stuff sounds really good. Like if I was to yeah. um, look into some of his writing, that was great. So I feel like this podcast could open up sort of new people to learn from around the world. Yeah. So, oh, well, that sounds great. Yeah. So um, mm. next time, yeah, for anyone of our listeners of <laughs> Homegrown Faith, uh, if anyone's teaching the Bible, um, I'd yeah happily recommend that one as uh, something to scroll through and have a listen to. That sounds great. Oh, wow. Look at that. Time's new up. podcast. New podcast. Extra podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so many podcasts in this world, Richard. Oh, there Ours is. included. There is. <laughs> Time is up. 
All right. Better keep going. Yeah. Have a great day, Joe, and uh, I look forward to the next time we talk. Good. See ya. Bye. Bye.